We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, January 24th. And we're going to be talking about lineup trimming today. We talked about it a little bit uh, last week at the end of last week's show. So feel free to go back to last uh, Thursday or Friday or whatever. You'll you'll see the titles, right? Everything is titled now. And uh, go check that out. We did we did some of that manually. Right, using lineup HQ, which is here at Roto Grinders, and you, you're going to need a way to build lineups quickly. Going to need a way to turn player names into numbers, like the projections, the ownership, and everything. So sign up to Roto Grinders. Get a combo premium package. Get all the sports. Get all the numbers. Get all the content. Get all the premium stuff. Get in the Discord. Right, we have an active Discord. I got on my own channel, Blenders Game Theory. I do two, three. Zoom coaching calls a month in there, as well as you could talk to me anytime in there. You just post whatever. Uh, click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. But if you're not going to do that, give me those thummy thumbs here early in the morning. I see I see you guys. Defic, Wataz, Kickstart, Bart B, Daniel Hutchings, always here. Nerdy Tender's always here. Overseeing, overseeing, making sure I'm... I'm I don't, I don't, I may not have a supercomputer. I may not be programming, you know, the, the, the chat. Uh, he may be, maybe Daniel's behind chat GPT. Maybe, maybe he is chat GPT. Is he a real person? I don't know. We may, we, we, we may not be sure. I had him on the podcast before. I had him on this show before. Maybe he's not a human being. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Matt Kajewski's here. Grant Brown. Good morning. So last week we talked about uh, lineup trimming or the concept, just the overall concept of, of building candidate lineups or finding candidate lineups, candidate candidates for you to play, right? Lineups that are uh, conceptually likely to be plus EV for the contest that you're in and building around ranges of where those lineups lie, right? Cause the, where does the money come from? We always get back to that very beginning and GPPs money comes from the equity that you gain comes from lineups that have typically have one of two conditions. One condition is that the lineup is too low projected, right? The range of outcomes is way too low to, to beat out X amount of uh, people in the, co- the contest. Or the lineup is too high owned, which means it does it has low relative value. It shares too many points with too many other lineups. Now, those high owned lineups have a good amount of min cash equity, right? But not a, a lot of first place equity. The low projected lineups 
have very little min cash equity, but every so often they have a little bit, a little bit of first place equity because typically low projected lineups are also really low owned lineups. So your goal is to find a balance of the two. Okay. And I teach the blunt methodologies that how to do so. Now, someone like, you know, the, the iRobot in the chat, Daniel Hutchins, he, he just, he programs something and it, it learns it's AI, it's whatever his supercomputer does it. Uh, you may not even sure what the hell's going on, but it does it. Uh, we we have to do we have to do a little bit more blunter blunter methodologies. So I, so we showed last week about like building. Let's say we're playing, especially the smaller field contests. So even small to midfield, you know, hundred, five hundred man, thousand man. We're not even talking about thirty thousand people contests. So if you're playing your typical standard fare single entry three max style contests. To build lineups, like let's take a look at the top 100 optimals and then weed out the ones that are too high owned for their projection using ownership sum, which is not the most precise way of doing it, but it's something. Ownership sum is a way to measure the ownership of a lineup. It doesn't take into account combinatorics or correlation or anything like that. So we could build 100 lineups. So right here in the NBA slate, I'm using this morning's projections. Obviously, as I always say, don't go by this show for your lineups tonight. These numbers will change multiple times throughout the day, right? Jokic is questionable, right? Obviously, that's going to be a big deal if he's out. So I'm going to build 100 lineups. Well, I got I to gotta make two little edits right there so I could do 100, right? Let's do mine. My mouse is moving all over the place. So build 100 lineups. And these are just 100 top median projected lineups. The top one would be a lineup that you'd most likely play in a double up, a head-to-head, the highest 50th percentile outcome lineup as a whole. But then as you go down, you can be sacrificing median fantasy points for ownership, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't, if you're going to sacrifice fantasy points, right? FPTS, if you're going to be sacrificing a range of outcomes, you should also be lowering your ownership. There's no reason to play a lineup that is lower projected and higher owned, right? You'd rather play a, a different one. So as you go down, you could see that like TJ McConnell, Denny Avija, Luca's in 83 lineups, Caruso's in 82 lineups. You're going to get very similar players, right? Unique players one, right? We're going down. So it's like, here's 285.52, first lineup. Second lineup is 285, 284.81. But it's like three percentage points lower owned. That's fine. As you go down, we sort this by total FPTS, which is median fantasy points, median projection, quote unquote. And as you scroll down, you should get less and less ownership. If you find a lineup, here's 206. That's, you know, why would you why would why would you play a lineup that's slightly lower projected than this lineup that is two and a half percentage points higher owned? Assuming the numbers are, are accurate. You wouldn't, so you'd get rid of that lineup, right? So you're only looking for candidate lineups, right? Now, at this point, we're just looking for lineups that have commensurate ownership to their projection in the top 100 lineups total. It's quite possible you don't play any of the top 100 lineups because they may still be a little too chalky. So like this first, these first couple of lineups, that's what stuff you'd play in three-mans, five-mans. Double ups, head to heads, where you're pretty much 95% of the way caring about just projection. You don't care about ownership as much. But as the field size gets bigger and the progress the payout gets more progressive, the lower and lower you could sacrifice, you could more and more projection you could sacrifice for more and more ownership. So if you're playing a 30,000 field contest, you could feel free to sacrifice a lot more points a lot more median fantasy points for ownership than you can in a 500-man contest, right? 500-man, you still don't want to play, you know, these cash double-up type lineups, but you don't want to play a lineup that sacrifices 25 points in projection. So here's the top 100. So we could trim out. We could trim to get down to less lineups. They may not all be candidate lineups that we, we could choose to play in this fictional 500-man contest. But maybe we could build, let's, let's build 300, right? We have time. I'm going to put in 300. So maybe the top in the top 300, 
we could find some candidate lineups for us to play in this fictional 500-man single-entry contest or three-match contest. So I'm going to build 300. Now, that process of going through manually and getting rid of the lineups that are too high-owned for their projection, like if we do it manually, it takes some time in lineup HQ. You'd have to like just visualize and go and click click the little X here and delete them until you're left with the ones that are in order of projection and ownership. But if you're a, if you bought the theory of daily fantasy sports, the advanced course, how to apply profitable DFS strategies for advanced players, it comes with custom Excel tools. And one of these Excel tools is a portfolio trimmer. It is a lineup trimmer. And that function of removing the lineups that are too high owned for their projection is, is one, is one click. You can trim in different ways also with this tool, but one of the main ones is what we call the smart trim function of like, do you want to do that? I'm going to make 300 lineups right in here and I can put it right into the Excel tool, press one button and it'll remove all those lineups and just leave the ones that are in order of projection versus ownership. So let's, let's get this 300 done. If you have any questions, obviously put them in the YouTube chat. If you have any questions for the show in general, for topics for the show, stuff you'd like explained, just email me, questions at theoryofdfs.com. I answered them all. I answered them all. They'll be on the show. I let, I let it, I see, I let a couple of them build up. And then once I see similar topics, I may cover that and then maybe in several episodes. Once I cover it on the show, I'll always email you back saying, hey, covered it on today's show. Covered it on yesterday's show. Go check it out. Defic asks, if you build on mean projection, does trimming the lineups with the lowest ceiling sum or product increase EV? Well, you have to. You always have to compare it to ownership. If you're playing GPPs, it's all in comparison to ownership. The top lineup is 285, but it's owned at 210. The second lineup is... 284, it's only owned at 3%. Like, that's obviously an exaggeration. Like, that lineup would have an insane expected value. You can find a lineup that's only one point lower than optimal that no one has. No one's owning any of the players. So it's not just, you're not looking at just ceiling projection. You're not looking at projection only. The relative value of points. You want to find more points that are shared by less of the field. That makes you more money. So here we go. Here is the 300 lineups. So I'm just going to take these lineups. Look, remember, you're going to see throughout the entire show, especially if you're new here, we're not even talking about players. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, Cameron Johnson's a good play or anything. Like, not, there's not going to be, you're not going to hear any of that talk of like, but the, the, the players are already turned into numbers. We already done that for you. The ownership's already there. If you want to change the numbers, go change them before you do this. Right? You go, oh, I think I think this guy's projection's too high, then, then lower. I think this guy's ownership is too low, so raise it. You Feel free to do that if you want. But once you're done with all of that, then you're done. Now it's a matter of arranging the numbers better than your opponents. So I'm going to export. I'm going to click the little export button. Get all 300 lineups. Right? And I'm going to open it up. Let me switch over to my Excel screen and in excel i've already input the projections into both tools we'll be using the lineup simulator tool also but here's the portfolio trimmer here's the projection screen so i've already cut and paste the projections in just before the show just to save some time right and here's the insert lineup screen all right so here we go insert lineups and you can see here i got all 300 lineups there so all i have to do is cut and paste to use these tools you just need to know how to cut and paste. That's it. It's not complicated. Right? So I cut, copy, right? All, all these columns, right? And I just go right to the top, right to the top corner. Paste it right in there. There you go. All the, all, here's all 300 lineups. And then I click on load into portfolio manager. 300 lineups. It's going to take a couple of seconds. And here you go. And I, I zoomed in. So like, so, so everyone could see on the screen, right? So here's all the lineups, right? And it's sorted by projection. Here are the players. 
right? We could even, you know, you could change the view to the export so you could export these. Let's go to the export reload portfolio. So here we go. So so you could use these and actually plug them into a to a DraftKings like CSV file. So you can see all of these. Right? I just want to show you that. Okay? So here you go. It'll show you the price, right? The salary sum of all the lineup, the floor sum, the median projection sum, the ceiling sum, and the total ownership right here. And you can see here there are thresholds on the side. Like you can trim by anything you want. Right? So if you wanted to just like, I want to get rid of lineups that are over 200% owned, like you could do that. I'm going to get rid of lineups that are that are too low projected, right? Uh, maybe you go all the way down to the bottom. It's like, I'm going to get rid of anything that's under 280. You could do that also. Right? You could trim by any any of these variables, right? By, by the projection, by the salary, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to play any lineup that's under like 49.5 or, or, or for whatever reason. Right, you could do that. So it's just in order of all of these of me, and you could sort by any of these columns also. But here's this smart trim function. It also show you the exposure, by the way, in all of these lineups that are here of what's in your lineups. So 78%, 73% Cameron Johnson, Luca, 71%. I think the TJ McConnell number is broken. Yeah, that's a bug. So obviously, we have TJ McConnell in a ton of lineups. So maybe I, I talked to Jane. Maybe I didn't download the, the he's he's done some bug fixes. I haven't downloaded the new the new versions in like a while. So maybe there's a bug fix for that. But you you should normally see the correct exposures here. That just like what we could do manually in in lineup HQ by trimming out these lineups. Because look, here's the projection. Here's the ownership. So this like 209, like here's a, this 208 lineup right here by my mouse. Here's this 211 lineup. Like why would you play a lineup that's 211% owned at 282.86 where a lineup that's 209% owned is 285.42? Like what? You're, why? This lineup is higher owned and almost three points lower projected. Like, if you had to choose between the two, you'd, you'd rather play the first one. So now we want to weed out. Obviously, the top one is like kind of, these top ones are more like cash lineups. But you're looking, you're probably going to be playing something more in this range, down in the 282, 281. You're going to be sacrificing three points in projection, four points in projection. Right? You're going to be playing something down here in relation to its ownership. So how do we find those candidate lineups? Well, in lineup HQ, we do it manually. But here, using theory of DFS Excel tools, we just use Smart Trim. I can literally click this button, and that manual process that I showed you in lineup HQ, it does it in a matter of seconds, right? And remember, you could load in even more lineups than this into, into this Excel tool. I've done this up to 3,000 lineups before. So you can make different 300 sets. I could go into lineup HQ and go, give me 300 lineups that are owned between 180 and 200%. Give me 300 lineups that are between 160 and 180. Give me 300 lineups that are between 140 and 160. And it's all these bands of ownership. And then just cut and paste them in. Copy and paste them in underneath one another. And you have 3,000 lineups. And then you could sort and trim by anything you want there. Maybe you only want to smart trim certain players. That we have this this uh, key player function. That if you only want to smart trim your TJ McConnell lineups, you only want to smart trim your Alex Caruso lineups. You only want to deal with that. This, when you have none, it's just it's going to do it, do it all regardless. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to smart trim. These are 300 lineups, and I'm going to remove the lineups that are higher owned than it's than the lineup above its projection. So we, we should see after Smart Trim that as the projection goes down, this ownership column should go down also. So we're going to see lineups like this 193 lineup right here, right? This 193 lineup, it's going to remove this 197, 198, 196, 196, 198, and then 
be left with this 189 line. Because remember, this, this column, we're sorted by projection. So as this projection goes down, the ownership should go down with it. So if I press March Room, give it a second or two. It's going to go through. It's going to get rid of all this. Obviously, the more lineups you put in, the longer it takes. It's only Excel. And also, I got other stuff running on my computer. So this, this may take a couple of seconds because it's going through and, and seeing what to get rid of and just lean and then just leaving the rest. So there you go. We're done. We're left with what? 15 lineups? We got 15 lineups. So now you can see here that out of the 300, you still got the top one, right? That 285.421. And as it goes down, the ownership goes down also. You see, it's it's pure, perfectly like this. And then you also see, but you also see the ceilings, right? You, also, you could also see the floor. You could also see all of this type of stuff. So if we just base it around ownership, the top lineup would be a, you know, cash lineup. McConnell, Beal, Green, Johnson, Gafford, Luca. Denny, Chris Paul, right? But then we could look down and go, how much? How many points are we sacrificing? Like the lowest lineup out of the 300, we sacrifice almost six points for like, what, 40, 40 percentage points in ownership, right? This lineup looks doesn't look that bad, right? 391, the ceiling here, like 391 right here, 391 up here. This is a little less owned. It has a lower floor when we're playing GPPs and has 178% ownership. Like for the, these smaller field contests or small to mid-sized field contests, maybe I just take a look at this and go, oh, maybe I don't mind. These lineups are a little bit higher owned up over here. I don't want to play the high. I don't want to play the top lineup. So compared to ownership, all these lineups are fine. Right outside of the first couple, if you're playing GPP. So maybe out of these candidate lines, right? I could get rid of, like, I'm going to get rid of the projection ones that are too high, right? The ownership that's too high. So maybe, like, maybe consider 190 is too high. So I'm just going to go here, set ownership threshold, right? High, I'm going to type in 190, right? Which means it's going to get rid of all the lineups that are over 190. I could just click on trim threshold done right and maybe we get we're getting rid of lineups that are they're under 280 even though it's only one lineup right so the low is 280 from thresholds right now we're left with some now we're left with our quote candidate lineups for this size contest right we're playing a much smaller field contest so we're not really sacrificing all that much projection for ownership we take a look at these candidate lineups. We got one, we got what, eight of them here? What we could do now, right? We could see who we have in these lineups, right? We have McConnell. Obviously, McConnell number is getting screwed up for some reason. Maybe it's the 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 the, the periods in his name or something, something like that. But we see here Najee Marshall, Kyle Kuzma, Daniel Gafford, Mark Williams, Bismack. I can take these lineups now. So I'm going to cut and paste. I'm going to copy. I'm going to take these lineups. And now I'm going to go over to the lineup simulator. Okay. I've already inserted the projections into this to save some time. I'm going to go into the lineup simulator tool. And I'm going to plug those lineups in. Right. So I got all those candidate lineups for our fictional 500-man single entry contest. And I'm going to compare them to each other. Right. And see... I'm typically looking for the, you know, a high standard deviation and a good win rate compared to their ownership, right? Because as you go down, right, the win percentage on the higher lineup should be, high. I mean, it should be higher, right? Lineup one should win more often than lineup two, should win more often than lineup three, should win lineup more often than lineup four. But in proportion to their ownership, as you go down, the ownership goes down. So in proportion, I'm looking through, it's like, okay. Maybe lineup five or lineup six. Because it's slightly less owned than lineup three and less lineup four. So we just, you know, click through a couple of times. You see here, it's like, okay. Maybe, yeah, it looks like maybe lineup six. Lineup six wins 
You know, because you, you want, I mean, probably all of them are pretty good. Probably all of them are pretty good. But based on, you know, ceiling, like lineup seven seems to have the lowest ceiling out of the bunch. But lineup six seems to have as high of a ceiling as lineup like three. And it has slightly less ownership. So lineup six, lineup six, lineup six. Now, all of them are probably fine. But if you want to squeak out a little extra EV, I think line, I like lineup six. Line based on the Sims, based on the standard deviation ceiling, right? See here, lineup six. McConnell, Caruso, Herbert Jones, Randall, Gafford, Luca, Cameron Johnson, Bismack. And you could even cut and paste. You know, you take this and put it right into your DraftKings CSV and upload and you're done. That's my single entry lineup. There you go. Obviously, the larger field you're playing, now you're going to be dealing with a lot more candidate lineups. Now you don't mind sacrificing a lot more projection, right? That's why we use this this uh, example of like this fictional, like hundred to five hundred man type of contest, where you possibly could use like the lineup simulator tool, because you're you're not you're not comparing line. I'm not comparing this lineup to a lineup that's fifteen points lower projected that maybe you do play in a large field contest. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this is a way that you could use lineup HQ, our projections, our ownership, which you can adjust. Don't do what this all this process in Excel that I'm showing you with these tools. Don't do until you're satisfied with changing the player names into numbers. You think TJ McConnell is going to be more than 39% owned? Then change the number to 45 before you do all of this. You think Alex Caruso is not going to be 21%? I think he's going to be 16%. Then change the number. You think Cameron Johnson is projected too high? We have him at 30.47 as a median with the floor of whatever and the ceiling of whatever. Change those numbers if you you want. Don't think in terms of like, oh, I'm going to do this and then not play this line. Like this whole process relies on all these numbers. So change them. If you're using other, if you're using your set of projections, you make your own, then you put your own in, right? If you're aggregating, you're like, well, I want to use Roto-Grinders projections, but I also want to use this other source and I want to aggregate them together. We allow you to do that in lineup HQ. You can just input both of them in and ha- and create your own aggregate set of projection and then use those numbers to do all of this if you want. Change them manually, do whatever. But the key thing is that this happens after the player names have turned into numbers. Once you're done with turning player names into numbers, you're done. You're done with the players. You're done. You, now you're playing. It's all lineups at that point. You don't care about the players. You don't care about uh, 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 do they play better at home or did, is this guy going to get blocked or any any of the basketball and the sports stuff doesn't matter anymore. Now you're just playing a game of numbers. So I just showed you. I just go through here using these are. I'm literally showing what I do. 
Okay, this is not like some theoretical thing, right? If I were playing NBA today, which I'm not, and the slate lock now, which means the numbers are all, you know, accurate. And obviously I would change some of the numbers for ownership. I tend to be better at predicting what humans are going to do a little bit more irrationally than, than, than computer algorithms. But this is what I do. This is the, the, literally the exact process. Literally. Okay. Some people reach out and go, I'll get you teach some stuff. Can you show me exactly what you do? Like I do show exactly what I do. I do. This is exactly what I do. I literally do this for, for like a single, for, for a hundred to 500 man type of contest, right? Large field. Now you're dealing with portfolios. We're not dealing with now. How are you doing this with 20 lineups or 50 lineups or whatever? We could get into that at some later date. So you understand, you know, how to, until you understand how to build one plus EV lineup, building 50, what is that? You're not going to know how to build 50, build one each at a time, one by one. Until you're good at building plus EV lineups, and then you could start dealing with portfolios of lineups. This not this isn't complicated, right? Right? We could trim here. Let's say, for instance, okay, we're gonna go back. I'm gonna create lineups that maybe share less plus. So let's let's say I'm I'm gonna go back in the lineup issue. I'm not showing it on the screen. But I'm going to set the max total lineup ownership. I want a lineup that's even lower owned than some of these lineups, right? What 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 are what are the highest owned lineups? What, are, what, are, what let's let's take a look. Let's go to portfolio manager. What do we got? Two ownership one seventy four. So let's let's find lineups that are even lower owned than this, right? One seventy five. We're looking for lineups between one seventy five and and below. So I'm going to go because maybe we're playing slightly. Larger contest. So 175 or below. I go into build rules. Make the max total lineup ownership 175%. And now I'm going to build 300. So I'm going to let that run. And I'm going to put those lineups in. Okay, so I could clear. To clear the lineups that you got in here already, you could just press the button. It says clear lineups. There you go. I go the other tool. Let's go to the lineup simulator and clear that out. I'll clear the lineups out over here. So now we're looking for lineups that are even lower owned than the ones that we have. So their standard deviation, their variance of the lineups are going to start going up, right? Because they're lower and lower projected, but they're also going to be lower owned. So your first place equity starts going up. Your min cash equity starts, you know, decreasing. But maybe we're playing a slightly larger, maybe we're playing 500 to 1,000 man or 2,000 man. Like we need to, we need to shed even more ownership and play higher variance lineups. So I'm just building 300, the top 300 underneath 175 in ownership. And then we could go right back into the portfolio trimmer, this lineup trimmer tool, and trim out all the all the ones that we, you know, that are too high on for their projection in that set. Then come up with candidate lineups, and all these lineups should be candidates, right? We didn't we didn't utilize like the top projected lineup that's too high owned, right? We don't have to cut that out. So we should be able to build three hundred lineups at a max ownership of one seventy five, and once we weed out the lineups that are too high owned for their projection in that set, we should be left with candidate lineups, lineups that you could probably play any of them in that contest size and be fine but we're only choosing one right we only have we have to figure out which one to choose but remember what i what i've said before like once you get down to candidate lineups a lot of times choosing the one lineup you play out of those candidates you could do randomly if you want the differences between those lineups are probably not that dramatic okay so i already i went into lineup issue i got these 300 lineups max ownership of 175 so i'm gonna i'm gonna copy and paste them right you can see here i'm just copy and pasting just one one a to h right copy and paste it right here to the portfolio trimmer there you go you see these tools are not complicated like you don't have to know programming you don't have to be uh, advanced in excel or anything you don't have to know you've done cut and paste and press buttons that's it 
So I'm going to load these 300 lineups, right? Easy peasy, done. So you can see here, the top projected lineup is 280. The bottom lineup is what? All the way down here, 272, right? And these are higher. Like, why, why would you play a lineup that's so, right, 165? Like, all these are max 175, right? Okay, so here, here's like a 165 down here, 165 up here. I mean, look, we could even visualize and see just with the color coding of what lineups are more likely to be, you know, like, like why would I play this 174 down here? Right, this lineup is is two points lower projected than the top lineup. It's gonna it's gonna remove those. And TJ McConnell is still broken in the exposures. It has to be it has to be the the periods. I think. I think it's maybe just something, just a bug with the first names with periods or something. I guess so. Okay, so I'm gonna get rid of these thresholds. It doesn't matter. We're just gonna smart trim. So smart from all 300 lineups. Get rid of the lineups that are too high on for their projection in this set. To get our set of candidate lineups. That have a max ownership of, of, of 175. It's going to take a couple of seconds. So we should, the lineups that are left should start at 280 up here. And go down from 174.39 down to whatever. 160, whatever. There we go. 300 lineups trimmed down to 12. 12 candidate lineups. So we see here, projection 280, bottom projection 276. Ownership goes down. I mean, I what stands out right here is that this last lineup, this last lineup has a ceiling that's higher than their top lineup, but a, the floor is much lower. Like this, this lineup is a much higher standard deviation, right? This ceiling over here, right? This is much lower. This has a much higher floor. I mean, you could just you could look just by the color coding and and, and on the screen of what to do. So we're we're left with twelve lineups. Okay, let's try to get down a little bit more, just so we we have ten for the lineup simulator. Okay, so let's get rid of. Uh, let's see, what do we, what do we want to? What we could get rid of. Uh, the lineups that don't spend fifty thousand. I mean, we did. It doesn't matter what we get rid of. I'm just trying to find a way to. Let's see. Maybe we get rid of the top lineup and the top and the. I don't want to get rid of the bottom lineup. Let's let's get rid of. Yeah, just do by salary. Just so we. I or I could just cut and paste any ones I want. Right, it doesn't matter. Just finding a way to get down to ten. So projection threshold, salary threshold. Let's just do that to make it easy. Right. It'll trim the thresholds. Low fifty thousand. We're down to nine lineups now. Okay, so I cut and paste these nine lineups. Go over to the lineup simulator. Plug in the lineups. That bottom lineup that has a high ceiling but a low floor. I'm expecting to do halfway decently in these lineup simulations. Right, lineup nine. Right. You can see here just by doing it, like take a look at line of nine, 9% down here. Because remember, the ownership goes down as you go from lineup one to lineup nine. So the fact that lineup nine is performing as well as like even lineup four, lineup five for less ownership, obviously lineup one, two, and three. Or higher, but they have higher they have higher medians, right? I may look at this and go for its ownership. Maybe I like lineup eight. Its min cash equity is a little bit lower, but I think its first place equity is higher, a little bit higher. I think if you played any of these nine lineups, you'd be fine. I think all of these lineups are plus EV, all of them. If you wanted to go to random.org and go zero one to nine. Close your eyes and pick a lineup. All these, these are all good candidate lineups. But if you want to squeak out a little bit more, if you want to have some methodology of like getting a little bit extra EV by picking one out of the nine, like this is what I would do. I would go like, okay, the high ceiling lineup. I mean, I knew just from looking at the portfolio trim that once I brought this into the lineup simulator, that lineup nine was actually going to outshine its ownership 
compared to like lineups like four to eight. So I see here, right, 10%, right? Remember, in nine lineups, the average should be like, a what, 11.1%? So it's holding its own, even up against lineups that are, you know, three points higher projected. So there, lineup nine. McConnell, Caruso, Barrett, Randall, Gafford, Paul, Kuzma, Williams. Done. That's the lineup I play. In this fictional single-entry 500 man, thousand man contest. Done. Simply using the numbers. That's it. That's all you're doing. Just arranging numbers better than your opponents. And as long as there's enough bad lineups, and remember, bad lineups, like we said from the very beginning, lineups that are either way too high owned or way too low projected. There's enough of those. All all nine of these lineups would most likely be plus EV. And obviously we're dealing with basketball that has limited amount of correlations. So we're not dealing with, well, Barrett and Randall are on the same team. And can you do like, yes, those, those are little, those are little things that you may have to, may have to pay more attention to, but in basketball, the correlations are, are, are weaker. This was baseball. You'd obviously be building on DraftKings. You'd be building like five man stats, right? In football, you're probably not playing just eight random players. You're probably playing a quarterback with the wide receiver with, you know, you're probably doing more correlative things in basketball. You don't have to worry about that as much. This is the general process of using projection and ownership to find candidate lineups that have an outsized projection for their ownership. Your goal in GPPs is to find the higher projected lineups that are the lower owned. That's it. That's it. When it just comes down to brass tacks, that's what DFS GPPs are about. Wesley Maxwell asks, where do I get all these tools? That would be at the theoryofdfs.com. These Excel tools. But you need projections and ownership. You need the, the numbers. If you don't have a way of converting player names into numbers, I suggest, obviously, you subscribe to Roto Grinders. You will get that out of lineup HQ. And you'll be able to build all these lineups, right? How do I'm going to build 300 lineups? Like, how are you going to do that by hand? Good luck. Good luck doing that by hand. So, the combination of using the Excel tools and the theory of DFS for advanced players, which also is a, you know, it's six hours of audio, it's an audio course as well. The combination of those two, like this is, I'm, I'm showing you, this is, this is what I do. This is, this is DFS. Bacon23 asks, what about a contest like the 40K entries, 20 max? Well, if you're just going to pick one lineup, obviously you could sacrifice way more projection, right? The larger the contest gets, the more sacrifice you're willing to make projection-wise for ownership because you have to beat so many more people. So you need to find more points that are shared by less of the field. So all you'd be doing is like in, in, uh, in lineup HQ is building, what I would do is build bands of 300 at different ownership levels, right? Here's one with the max 175. Here's 300 with the max of 150. Here's 300 with the max of 125. Here's 300 with the max of 100. And throw them all into the lineup trimmer and then smart trim all of those and then find your candidate lineups from there, right? Maybe you could, the ones that are higher projected, the ones have a little bit more min cash equity, the ones that are lower projected are going to be much higher varying. So let's say you're going to play, let's say instead of playing one lineup, you're going to play 10 lineups. Maybe out of that group, you choose two from the top, two from here, two from here, and two from like, for from from a, from a diversification standpoint. This is the, now we're getting into portfolio dynamics. There's no right way to make a portfolio. Once you do that process of like, I'm going to find 300 lineups in all these ownership bands and then smart trim them all down. And now I'm left with, let's say you're left with 62 lineups. If you want to close your eyes and pick any of the 62, they're probably all plus EV. They're probably all plus EV. Wouldn't matter which one of the 62 you played. As much as you think. Some may be slightly better than others. But if you're playing in contests where enough people are playing 
bad lineups. Remember, bad lineups are lineups that are either too low projected or too high owned. Playing in contests, which that's what large field contests are. I can tell you, like 40K entry, 20 max. There's enough of those types of lineups in there. So if you if you can you get your candidate lineups down to 62 and you're like, well, I only want to play two. Close your eyes and choose any two. Mathematically, it's probably not going to make much of a difference. But if you want to try to eke out a little extra EV and go like, oh, can I add it to 62? Which one should I play? I mean, you, you could do that if you want. But once you're down to candidate lineups, how you pick the candidate lineups is up to you. Feel free to go through and go, I just can't, I can't stomach playing Najee Marshall today. And out of the 62 candidate lineups, you're like, well, 50 of them have Najee Marshall. Okay, well, get rid of the 50. Just play one of the 12 that don't have Najee. If you, if that's the right way that you're getting rid of lineup, fine. But once you're down to candidate lineups, you, whatever process you choose, you could close your eyes, you could, you could, you could go to the zoo, get a monkey to throw a banana at it. It's not going to matter. Probably not going to matter much. But remember, for larger field contests, you should be more willing to sacrifice more projection as long as you're also getting a discount on ownership. It's not about playing the lowest owned lineup because it may be too low projected. It's not playing the highest projected lineup because that's going to be too high owned. Your goal is to find where that balance lies. Right? Oh, I think these lineups are too high owned. Okay, so find ones that are lower owned. I think these lineups are too low projected. We'll find lineups that are higher projected. You'll find that balance. And maybe there's a range, on, and depending on the slate, you know how many candidate lineups you can find on a, uh, on a, let's just say a 12-game NBA slate for large field GPPs, for the largest field GPPs? How many candidate lineups? In the chat, let me... Let me let me, let me put this out there. It's a 12-game NBA slate. It's one of these big ones. 12-game NBA slate. How many can... And with reasonable efficient ownership, with reasonably... I mean, we don't have, like, the guy that's, you know, 15x median, you know, it's reasonable. You know, one of those slates where, like, you got to play three guys in your lineup no matter what. How many candidate lineups, meaning how many lineups are potentially... Plus EV. But on a 12-game NBA slate for like a contest of that size, 40,000, 50,000, the fade away or whatever they, whatever it is on DraftKings. How many candidate lineups, how many plus EV lineups that you could choose from that I would say the same thing of out of these lineups, if you just close your eyes and pick one of them, it will be the same as if you picked any of the other ones from an EV standpoint. How many candidate lineups? Put it in the chat. Put the number in the chat. On a 12-game NBA slate, how many candidate lineups of plus EV lineups can you find for your set of, like, who I'm going to choose one out of these, and any one that I choose is probably going to be about the same as one another. What do you think? What do you think that number is? I'd like to see, I'd like to see what people think in the chat. If Nerdy Tender was still here, he'd, he'd be able to tell you the exact number, probably. <laughs> the literal exact number. Grant Brown says 2,500. I don't think you're you're any close. I think what does is closer. What does maybe a little, little, a little too, a little, little, too, maybe, maybe not 100,000. I don't know how many combinations there are, because you're probably spending most of your salary in NBA anyway. But Grant Brown's probably, yeah, up to three thirty thousand or something. Right. But Dan, Dan Daniel has has, I mean, he may not know the exact number, but yeah, 20 defix says 23,389. It's something like that. You could probably you could probably find 20,000 lineups. Easy. Now they'll have different different standard deviations, right? Some will be like this lineup either wins or Dead last, right? You can have find a lot of those. But that's how many you could find on a slate that size. On a reasonable normal slate. Okay? So put that into perspective. When you're like, you get down to like, I could choose between these 22 lineups. Which one do I play? Which one do I play? And then you spend two hours 
determining what's, which one of the 22 that you play? I'm telling you, you're spending, you're wasting your time. Feel free to just randomly pick one of the 22. And if you don't want to randomly pick, just do it, whatever, whatever. You could, any way you, you do it is not going to matter. I don't want to play Najee Mar. Okay, then don't play him. Then play one of the ones that don't have Najee. For whatever reason, you don't want to play him. I don't want to play R.J. Barrett in my, okay, then don't play him. Right? Out of the 22 lineups. Oh, now you're down to three. And you look and you go, oh, I, I like the look of that one. Okay, that's, it doesn't matter. It could be that you could do by alphabetical order. You could do by the, the moon shifts. The fade, you could do astrology if you want. Go get, go get, go get a, go get a psychic reading and have them tell you. It, it's not going to matter. So do it whatever way you want. Once you're down to Canada lineups, it's just, if you're picking one, it's not going to matter. Because obviously you're 100% exposed to whoever you pick anyway. So it's not like when you're, oh, I have to build 20. It's like now, now there are some considerations on what your risk tolerance is, right? Now, now it's a matter of risk management. You can pick any 20 of the lineup. Let's say you have, I have 138 candidate lineups and I can only play 20 of them. You can randomly pick any 20 you want. You can do that. Or based on your risk management, choose some diversification of, well, I don't want to play 100% Alex Caruso. Well, you could. I mean, there's the, individually, those lineups are fine. But maybe you're like, I don't want to put that much risk on Alex Russo on this slate. So I'm only going to play him in 50% of my lineups. Okay, so only pick 50% Alex Russo lineups and pick 50% non-Alex Russo lineups. Neither is right. Neither is wrong. They're all plus EV lineups. Just a matter of how you're going to spread your risk out on the slate. So the EV of your portfolio may not even change. You have 68 cannon lineups and you're picking 20. The EV of your portfolio, no matter what 20 you pick, is going to be about the same. Just a matter of what your standard deviation, what what your overall closeness of lineups to one another. Do you want to be more diverse? Do you want to be less diverse? Do you think do you think there's one there's the a heavily underowned guy that you're like I'm going to double down on? It's like okay, if you think that's the biggest edge and you want to you know lock button that guy in, okay, you can do that. Just all realize that you have so much of your risk in that one player in your portfolio for that day. Depending on how big a bankroll you have and how you play, maybe you want to de-risk. Maybe you don't mind risking up. None of those are correct or incorrect type of decisions. Those are all decisions based on how you want to do it. Individually, those 68 candidate lineups or insert 380 candidate lineups or the 2,700 candidate lineups are all, you can close your eyes and pick 20 of them if you want. If you wanted to, it's a matter of getting to them. Okay. Now you're down to candidate lineups. You go, okay, which ones do I want to play? And I showed you with the lineup simulator. Here's a little, little gain, a little extra EV. If you, if you want to weigh, if you want to, okay, this one is a little bit, a little bit higher, whatever. You can do that. But all these lineups are still going to be fine. If one went, I was like, oh, if I would have picked lineup six, I would have won. But I picked lineup nine and it did horribly. Like, there was no right answer. Oh, I showed, well, the right answer was lineup six. No, these are all just ranges of outcomes. The results don't matter. The results matter in the long run, but not on a one given slate. So that's what lineup trimming is all about. Weeding out lineups so you get your, so you're down to candidates. I think this is a better way of building lineups than trying to do do it from the bottom up, right? The bottom up meaning that I'm going to start and then try to make the candidate lineups. So that I, I get to like, oh, how do I make 20 good lineups? Rather than how do I make 300 lineups and then get down to 20 good lineups? I think it's much easier to do it that way, especially when you're starting out. Learn how to build what, what's one plus EV lineup look like. Once you can build one plus EV lineup, it's very easy to build a second one, then a third one, then a fourth one. Do this process. Say, I'm going to build, I'm going to build, I'm going to pick out a plus EV lineup at 200% ownership. And I'm going to pick one at 190. And I'm going to pick one at 180. And I'm going to pick one at 170. And I'm going to pick one at 160. And I'm going to pick one at 150 and do that. 
and then go, well, I only, I'm only playing three lineups. Which one of the, the 10 that I have, do I want to play? I mean, do stuff like that. But as you see here, we're not focused on players. Look, 51 minutes into the show. I mean, it's over shows over for today. We weren't talking about like, what's Mark. I don't, I don't even know who Mark Williams is. What's going on with the Hornets? Who's Mark Williams? Apparently he's under owned today for his projections. Only 5% owned. That may be wrong. You put Mark Williams ownership up to 15% and maybe you won't get him as much of him as at all. He doesn't show up in as many plus AV lineups, right? So the numbers matter. It's like loot. I don't, I don't even have to know who these people are. Once I have a way of converting player names into numbers, I don't need to, what, what, what do I care about the sport anymore? Now it's just a matter of what lineups to play that they match the contest that I'm in. If you're going to play two high owned lineups in large field contests, those are going to, those are going to be bad lineups. If you play two low projected lineups in small field contests, that's going to be a bad lineup also. Otis Thompson asks, so how do we do this quickly for NBA? NBA? I mean, I, I literally, that was the, that was the show. How do I do it for NBA? I'm, I mean, I literally just did it for NBA. Otis Thompson says, because with NBA lock and injuries, there's not really enough time to go through this process. Of course there is. Dude, I do this in less than two minutes. I I was talking through all of this, but you could do this in less than t- two minutes. I don't see how you can't do it. Obviously, you need updated projections. But so if someone's out and someone's in and you got to update your projections aggregate or whatever wait for ownership to update or you're you're changing it yourself it's a lot more work right it's a lot less a lot more stress you're, you're down to the wire a lot and then once you add late swap on top on top of it then you're rerunning lineups you're locking in players right because then you have you have lineups that already have a guy going and you're like oh i gotta change all the nugget projections and then rerun the lineup you, you could do that even that, once I get the updated numbers, this doesn't take more than two minutes. It's not complicated. You're just copy and pasting numbers. You're just downloading the players and just cutting them into, into I mean, the projections tab. That's just I'm just rewriting over this. Then putting in my lineups that I already had or whatever, swapping out and then rerunning it again. Doesn't take that long. It looks like it takes it looks like it does, but it doesn't. It looks like it takes longer than it does only because I'm explaining the process throughout this show. But I mean, I could two minutes. I, don't say, I mean, less than that even. And also you could set up macros in Excel that pull all the stuff anyway. I mean, if you're, if you're uh, advanced, these are all open. So, I mean, once you get this in, in the theory of DFS, let me put this, put this back up on the screen. I mean, this is an Excel file. If you're good in Excel, you feel free to like, you have your own scraping mechanism and you got, you, you could add stuff to this. You could add, you go, go, oh yeah, I already have a process of aggregating five sets of projections and whatever like that. And you could have it automatically fill all this stuff. You could do all of that if you want, if you know what you're doing. Make it even less time where it's like, once everything gets updated, like you just, you're pressing a button and you, five seconds, you're done. And then you cut and paste into your, you're drafting CSV and you're, you're good to go. Like the whole process could take 15 seconds. Wata says you could do it in five minutes. No problem. It's the last minute news that hurts like 658. Yeah, that, that would be correct. Right. But no matter what process is, if you get the last minute news two minutes before lock, most likely projections will not be updated in time for seven o'clock in two minutes. So you're going to be scrambling. Yes. But you could do it in five minutes, no problem. Yes. And Mata says two to three once you're really good. Yeah, that's why I said two minutes. I think you could do this in two minutes. No problem. The large, the longest part of time is actually generating the lineups. So if, you, if you're not as picky and you're like, I'm just going to generate sets of 50 or generate sets of 20 for different bands of ownership, like you could, you could get you could get it done. Or you don't mind just doing three. You, you have a whole bunch of settings already. And you're getting already enough diversification and then you just go, give me one 300 set of all of this and then bring that in. And the time it takes, typically it'll take 60 seconds for lineup HQ to build 300 lineups. So like half the time of that two minutes is just waiting for lineup HQ to finish building the lineups. 
then the other 60 seconds is cutting and pasting them in and pressing the portfolio trimmer buttons. And that's it. And I could bring them over to the lineup simulator. Like really most half the time is on the lineup builder building the lineups. Once you have those lineups, the actual Excel process, 60 seconds between both tools, that's easy. But of course I'm used to doing it. I'm, I'm saying this because I've done this. I've done, I've done this plenty of times before. Over and over and over and over again. And you get used to it, just like lineup HQ here at Roto Grinders, which you'll get if you're a Roto Grinders premium subscriber. You get used to how it works. I've been using lineup HQ since it's come out. I think it came out in what, 2016, 2017? So, yes, I know the intricacies of every function of lineup HQ, how it works, how, every, how it spits out lineups, how it does everything. So yes, I'm going to be much faster at it than you are because you know when you use it every day to build 100, 150 lineup sets and do candidate lineups and build 300 sets of these and 300 sets of those and have 18 groups and 700 build rules and whatever I whatever I put into it, I I, I know how to do all that. I'm uploading different projections. I'm weighting them. I'm switching them out. Once you're used to it, then you'd be like, oh, okay, this is this is not complicated at all get used to it but that's why you come here to get used to it the show ask your dfs strategy question email them to me questions at theory this week we'll be talking more about about candidate lineups how to find plus ev candidate lineups through lineup trimming different sports utilizing correlation with them like the baseball stuff i mean we don't have baseball projections up so anything dealing with how do I find candidate lineups to play in GPPs? Different sizes of GPPs. We're not dealing with portfolios just yet, but just to find one plus EV lineup. How do I find a plus EV lineup? Like that's kind of like the theme of this week. That's potentially plus EV because we have no way of precisely describing if it's if it is plus EV. All we know is that from a blunt perspective, Lineups that are too high owned or too low projected are going to be negative EV. And the more and more that those types of lineups are in your contest, the equity from those lineups transfer to the lineups that are in between. So the more of those they are, the less, less almost the less accurate you even need to be in the balance between projection and ownership. Now, if you're playing in a contest where many people don't build bad lineups, now you're gonna have to now you're gonna have to find the very small edges. Now you're gonna have to find those. And typically, those edges don't exist that could beat the rake anyway. So you're just playing a contest that no one could win long-term. So how do we find plus EV lineups? One way is through lineup trimming. So that's what we did today. That's why the title of today's episode is lineup trimming. And if you want it, if you want to utilize the same Excel tools that I use <coughs> that are developed by James McCool, Go get them in the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports for advanced players. Ten chapters of audio with me going through stuff, advanced concepts in audio. And then it includes all these custom tools. They're designed for DraftKings, but you could use them for FanDuel. So it has the portfolio correlation matrix, the duplication checker, the lineup simulator, a single lineup optimizer, which I wouldn't do it in Excel. We could just, you could do that in lineup HQ. We include it anyway. Contest reviewer, contest history analyzer, all these tools for you to use in tandem with Lineup HQ, in tandem with the Roto Grinders projections for you to build plus EV lineups in any contest that you're playing. So go pick that up. Theoryofdfs.com. And I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. So I'm here answering your DFS strategy questions. Hit that thummy thumb. Hit the thummy thumbs on your way at the door. Grinders Live is later today, right? Hit that up later today. Hit this. Hit the notification bell. Grinders Live, Crunch Time, the NBA slate. All these, all these numbers are going to change, though, right? Right. Jokic is going to be out. Najee Marshall is going to be out, right? He he projects well. He's with LeBron's question. Yeah, well, that's why you, you're you're going to be doing you're going to be doing this closer to lock than than now. Right, all this process. There's 74 people on the injury report. Uh, but trust our projections team. They're one of the best in the business. And, uh, and yes, like I said, I'll be back tomorrow.
answering your DFS strategy questions like I normally do Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.